Hello again, Centerpoint, and welcome to today's daily devotional. I hope this finds you well wherever you are and however you're listening to it. Uh, last time in Acts chapter 5, we saw the story of Ananias and Sapphira, uh, which was uh, told in contrast to the story of Barnabas in chapter 4, giving away all of his land and giving all the proceeds to the church. But Ananias and Sapphira, uh, they sold their land and only gave part of the proceeds, but said they gave everything to the church, seeing that they valued their reputation more than valuing faithfulness to God. Uh, we continue to see the apostles performing signs. Uh, we see them arrested, and then we see uh, Paul, uh, formerly known as Saul, his rabbi, Gamaliel, introduced, and uh, Gamaliel gives some wisdom uh, to the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem. So we move to Acts chapter 6, uh, which is a pretty short chapter in the book of Acts, especially for the book of Acts. Uh, Acts chapter 6 has two parts. Uh, first, we see a conflict arise in the Jerusalem church, and we see the establishment of the deacons. And then secondly, we see one of the deacons, Stephen, arrested and falsely charged by the Jewish leadership. Uh, I have a favorite Christian rapper. His name is Stephen the Levite, named after this Stephen. So if ever I slip up in today or in the next devotional and say Stephen the Levite, I mean this guy. Uh, just that I like the rapper too. Anyways, let's read Acts chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. In those days, when the number of disciples was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews, uh, that means they were Greek-speaking, the Greek-speaking Jews, among them complained against the Hebraic Jews, uh, those that spoke Hebrew, because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. The proposal pleased the whole group. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. And also Philip, Prochorus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas from Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them. So the word of God spread. The number of disciples in Jerusalem increased rapidly, and a large number of priests became obedient to the faith. Uh, one of the commentators I read said, you know, here we see that the early church, the Jerusalem church, is not perfect. It has problems, just as the church in uh, Roseville, just as the church in America, just as the church across the world does today. It had some problems. We saw the problem with Ananias and Sapphira earlier, uh, lying to the Holy Spirit. And now here we see a disagreement, an argument, and in fact, uh, a neglection, people not being cared for properly. Uh, the Greek-speaking Jews uh, weren't being cared for as properly as the Hebrew-speaking Jews. And you can imagine, in a religion that finds its origin with the Hebrews and the Hebrew language, uh, that they, that population would be inclined to favor themselves over the Greek-speaking Jews. But they resolve it, and they resolve it in a way that everybody agrees on, and they establish the deacons. And that is a huge, momentous uh, establishment of a ministry in the early Christian church, in the early Jerusalem church, and one that has stayed with us now. And in fact, we have a thriving deacons ministry that I'll talk about at Centerpoint. You know, uh, back at my previous church uh, in a town called Tulare, I was the youth pastor there, and I had um, 
some interns, interns every year who as part of their school for one of their classes in public high school, they could intern with a business. And one of the businesses uh, that that district allowed them to intern with was a church. And so every semester I would have a number of different interns who would help in the ministry, help in the church in a variety of different ways. And it was incredible. It was awesome that they would spend their class at church uh, working and studying scripture and just learning from one another together. We were reading through uh, the book of Acts, teaching through the book of Acts in our regular midweek youth group. And I got to Acts chapter six and I was just reflecting that my interns were allowing me to do other work because they were doing a lot of the detail work, a lot of the work of the ministry uh, that I was equipping them to do. And so as we were uh, reading through Acts chapter six, um, I asked my interns, Mackenzie, Bryce, and Jeff, and I said, guys, what do you do as interns? What do you do here at the church? And they replied uh, with a little bit of uh, a wink, we do everything that you don't want to do, Brian, uh, which could be true, perhaps, that I was giving them tasks that I didn't want to do, but I was giving them tasks that they could do, which would then equip me as the youth pastor to steward the ministry better. They would go do shopping for me. Uh, they would set up the ministry. They would teach and preach lessons. Uh, they really did equip me and free me up to do more work of the ministry. And as I was reading Acts chapter 6, certainly they weren't ordained deacons, but I did think, man, these three kids, Mackenzie, Bryce, and Jeff, really are uh, doing this work, uh, freeing me up to do other work in the ministry. And that's part of the work that the deacons do here at Centerpoint. They're grounded in this Acts chapter 6 passage and in other scriptures in the New Testament, and they do an incredible amount. They do an incredible amount of care and compassion ministries to not only care for the church, but free up, free up the other ministers at Centerpoint to do the work of the ministry. Some of the ministries that the deacons do here at Centerpoint is they have a card ministry where they send cards to those who are homebound or to those who are stuck in their homes. Uh, they fill the church with Christian literature, which is free for people to take and to give out or to study themselves. They prepare communion, uh, which is an incredible blessing on the first Sunday of every month when we normally meet together. We have communion and uh, there's nothing to worry about because the deacons have it set up and it is always there ready to go. They have a convalescent care ministry, a crisis care ministry. Uh, they have a deacon on duty every Sunday morning uh, when we meet in person in order uh, for those different needs to be addressed by that deacon. They have a uh, a friendship visitation ministry. Uh, we all know that the quarterly holiday food baskets. They have a handyman help ministry. They have a meals ministry for those that need meals from time to time or need meals in times of crisis. Uh, they put on memorial receptions. Uh, there's a monthly food bag ministry that uh, folks come from the community to receive some extra sustenance. Uh, they oversee the prayer and care ministries, the telecare ministry, and the transportation ministry. Man, that was a long list, and I, I typed it up, and I read it, and I was just reading it now, but the deacons do an incredible amount, an incredible amount that frees up and cares for those folks that are in need. The New Testament uh, often talks about uh, the value of, not the value of, but the necessity for the church to care for the orphans, to care for the poor, to care for the widows, to care for the oppressed. And the Old Testament says the same thing, that Israel ought to care for the orphans, to care for the poor, to care for the oppressed. And that's the work that the deacons are doing. They're caring for those in our community who have needs. 
Now, we friends, you, you and I, are called to, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, to care for the poor and for the oppressed and for the widows. Now, we're called to care just as the deacons are called to care. It's not only just one aspect of a church ministry, but you and I, everybody is called to care. The other part that I think is challenging in this passage is that um, the work of the ministry shouldn't be contained by just those at the top or those in leadership or those who work for the church. And that's a beautiful reality of Centerpoint is that Centerpoint uh, does a great job of equipping our members and attenders to do the work of the ministry, to get involved in programs, uh, to serve Jesus with their hands and with their feet and with their hearts. And that's one of the things that the deacons do. They equip others to serve and to do the work of the ministry. You know, we'd be a pretty, uh, a pretty poor church if we didn't have as many people as we do plugged in and involved. And that's the beauty. That's the beauty is that we can care for more people as we have more and more people involved. And the deacons do a great job of that. Uh, at Centerpoint, they're continuing to explore and to look at what their ministries look like in this new COVID reality, but I can promise you that the deacons and that all the ministries at Centerpoint, we are working towards allowing, not allowing, but working towards equipping our members and our attenders and the people in our community to serve Jesus and to care uh, for those who are oppressed, to care for those who are poor, uh, the widows, and uh, those in need, and we would love to do so. So as we pray, uh, may you pray that we at Centerpoint will continue to be able to equip others to care for those in our community in need. And would you pray with me? God, we thank you for the deacons at Centerpoint, and we thank you for the ministries that they oversee. God, may you continue to use us as a church uh, to care for our community, to care for those within our church uh, who are in need, who are uh, poor, who are oppressed, who are widows, who are orphans. God, may we care not only for our church, but we, may we care for those in our community in the same way. God, use us, equip us, help us to do your work for your glory. In your son's name we pray. Amen.